Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're starting a new series today called A Preacher of Righteousness. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, in the Amplified Version, it says this, And he spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven other persons, when he brought a flood upon the world of ungodly people. That's an interesting title to give a person, a preacher of righteousness. And that's what this session will be about, is why was he called a preacher of righteousness? Genesis chapter 6, verses 15 through 16 in the Amplified Version says this. It's how God told Noah to build the ark. He said, and this is the way you are to make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. That is, 450 foot in length, 75 feet in width, and 45 feet in height. You shall make a roof or window, a place for light for the ark, and finish it to a cubit, at least 18 inches above, and the door of the ark you shall put in the side of it, and you shall make it with lower, second, and third stories. There's a very interesting person named John Hubers, who was a wealthy Dutch man. He built an exact replica of the boat Noah built that carried himself and his seven family members and two of each animal through the biblical flood. In 1992, Mr. Huberts dreamt of the North Sea flooding the whole of the Netherlands, which triggered him to start making plans for the boat. It was designed and built to the specification as we just read in the Bible. You can see a picture of it at noahsarkzoo.wordpress.com. That's noahsarkzoo.wordpress.com. And see the boat that Jim Hubers built to the specifications for the ark. Again, in 2 Peter 2.5 in the Amplified Version, it says that God spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven other persons, when he brought a flood upon the world of ungodly people. Now, Genesis 7 and verse 13 tells us, On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark. Now, a website called beyondflannelgraph.wordpress.com, it says Noah tried to warn others about God's coming judgment for sin, but no one listened. The door of the ark was open to anyone who wanted to be saved until the day the rain came and God shut the door of the ark. They ignored Noah's warnings until it was too late. Everyone on the ark was saved. Everyone outside the ark died. Well, now why was Noah called a preacher of righteousness? What is a preacher of righteousness? 
Does this have any bearing on us at the time we live in today? Well, the Apostle Peter said yes. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, he states God has given us three Old Testament examples for us to understand about the future. One of them is Noah and his boat. Thus, these are prophetic or predictive events that we need to know about and to understand. Let me read 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 9, and we'll look at the three Old Testament examples. Verse 4, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of the eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man, dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. So there are three Old Testament examples for us to understand about the future. They are the fallen angels, Noah and the flood, and Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. The Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible calls them models of end-time deliverance and judgment. Concerning 2 Peter 2.4, it says, The fact of a last day's setting for the warning against false teachers is strengthened in the light of Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 29, which we'll read in a minute, where Noah and the flood and the deliverance of Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah are models of end-time deliverance and judgment. Well, let's go ahead and read Luke 17, 26 through 29. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built, But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. So why was Noah called a preacher of righteousness? Reading several translations of 2 Peter 2, verse 5 will help us understand. The New King James Version calls him a preacher of righteousness. The English Standard Version says a herald of righteousness. The Amplified Version says a voice of righteousness. The Contemporary English Version says who preached the truth. And here's my favorite. The Living Bible says, the one man who spoke up for God. It's evident the word preacher means a herald and a voice. The Enhanced Strong's lexicon also adds the definition messenger. A preacher of righteousness is not one who brings his own message, but a message from God. It's not the preacher's message. It's God's message. It's not the preacher's voice. It's God's voice. It's the message of truth. In 2 Peter 2, verses 1 through 3, Peter compares Noah, the one who spoke up for God, to false prophets in his day and false teachers in our day. This is very important. Let me read 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 in the Living Bible again. And he did not spare any of the people who lived in ancient times before the flood except Noah, the one man who spoke up for God. 
and his family of seven. At that time, God completely destroyed the whole world of ungodly men with the vast flood. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Peter compares Noah, the one man who spoke up for God, to false prophets in his day and false teachers in our day. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. But there were false prophets too in those days, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will clearly tell their lies about God, turning against even their master who brought them. But theirs will be a swift and terrible end. Many will follow their evil teaching that there's nothing wrong with sexual sin. And because of them, Christ and his way will be scoffed at. These teachers in their greed will tell you anything to get hold of their money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction is on the way. This preacher of righteousness is compared to false teachers in our time, which will cleverly teach lies about God, that there's nothing wrong with sexual sin, and in their greed will do anything to get hold of your money. The word cleverly is important. This is how they deceive many and cause the way of Christ to be scoffed at. The word cleverly in the New King James Version is quoted as secretly, and the Amplified Version says it subtly and stealthily, and the Message Version says smuggle. <laughs> the Bible Knowledge Commentary says, Though Peter switched from writing about false prophets of the past to false teachers in the present, their teaching was the same. Heresy. False prophets often rose out of Israel, not from surrounding peoples. Similarly, false teachers appear from the midst of the church. They secretly introduce or bring alongside their false teachings, which are destructive heresies. The tragic fact about many false teachers is that they are successful. People listen to them and follow them and their shameful ways. Debauchery, filthy, lustful, and debased sexually immoral practices. Ministerial charlatans and quacks have often troubled the flock of God. In their greed, they use others for their own mercenary purposes and turn the church into a dirty marketplace, exploiting and commercializing. They fall into the same doom which God has planned for other violators of truth and righteousness. Well, are these signs of our time? I think so. Concerning the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, in Genesis 19:17, the angel said, Flee for your lives and don't look back. Escape to the mountains and don't stay down here on the plain or you will die. Genesis 19:26 in the Living Bible says, but Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him and became a pillar of salt. Why did the angel say to Lot and his family, don't look back? In addition, why does Peter say that those in the future should look back? Where does it say that? Listen to 2 Peter 2.6 in the Living Bible. Later, he turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into heaps of ashes and blotted them off the face of the earth, making them an example for all the ungodly in the future to look back upon and fear. So the Old Testament says, don't look back, and the New Testament says, look back. Well, like Abraham, I believe God wants us to know about the coming judgment so we can be delivered, so we can lead those around us to be delivered too. Peter said, God is very good at two things. He knows how to deliver, and he knows how to judge. 2 Peter 2.9, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. You see, without judgment, there is no grace. 
Without sin, there is no forgiveness. Without righteousness, there is no unrighteousness. While these three examples, being the fallen angels, Noah and his boat, and Sodom and Gomorrah, all prophetic models that concern our future, they may seem to be only about judgment. But we must also notice that God delivered Abraham and Lot and their families. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, the judgment is for sinners, and the deliverance is for those who believe and receive their deliverer, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad he's the deliverer, and I'm so glad I'm delivered. In order to plan for our future, we need to look back. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We're completely out of time, so we'll continue tomorrow on what's called a preacher of righteousness. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.